Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, my majestic universe. This is the Pro Wrestling Zone Podcast, a majestic production, where you will hear the news and reviews of everything professional wrestling with a twist. You have never heard another pro wrestling podcast like this. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And without further ado, let me introduce to you your hosts of the Pro Wrestling Zone, Tiger Height and Peanut Gallery. Welcome to episode 18 of the Pro Wrestling Zone here on Anchor and wherever else you're watching it. And also, because last time I talked for most of the time and it was the best of awards for not only this year but the decade, Peanut Gallery is going to take more of the reins and talk about the worst because he's a cynical little bitch. So. I think everyone's cynical when it comes to wrestling, especially oh, yeah. some other some WWE stuff. And then it's also the last one of the decade. And next is. next week we'll be talking about Wrestle Kingdom. Oh yes, that's, that's gonna good be wrestling. Awesome. So let's talk about some bad wrestling. So we're gonna do five break, five break, decade stuff done. Excellent. Okay, you. All right. So, um, all right. So we're gonna. So again, this is the worst of the year awards, and then of course the third part being the worst of the decade. So let's talk about the worst. Oh, let's talk about the worst of the year for five awards now. So, the first award, everyone's favorite, who was the whiniest bitch of the year, and the fans chose Jordan Miles. And I'm going to agree. What do you think? Uh, 110% agree. He made a mountain out of a molehill, and basically, he could not handle criticism of his actions on social media, so he quit. And then he had he had dates and decided, oh, I'm not going to honor those dates. I'm just going to be a whiny bitch. That's the worst that he did. Like, okay, quitting WWE, okay, whatever. There have been a lot of people who quit WWE and were fine. Right. But the fact that he had... He got so butthurt about people being mean to him on social media... To the point where he canceled events for other wrestling promotions who probably did a lot of their marketing based around him because ACH is still a name. And then he's like, oh, I quit. I'm sorry, that that made you the bitch. And Sasha Banks did a pretty good showing, too. She yeah. was second place. 29.4%. We, we all know what happened with Sasha Banks after WrestleMania. Anyways, let's move on to the next award here. Oh, so to what I've heard, a lot of people heard that she did apologize to everyone in the back for her actions, so at least I can at least give that credit. But, but she did miss a pretty big part of the summer because of she was a whiny bitch. Yes. All right, so um, the next award here, the preface of this, major injury into a necessary push. So the person got pushed but then got injured. So the person who kind of fucked up his own push award... We're going to talk about that, and the winner of that award goes to Lars Sullivan. Oh my god, we have to talk about Lars Sullivan. I, I'm, not, I'm, not just because of what he did this past, earlier this year, but what has recently turned up on yes. the old internet. Oh, <laughs> Lars, I love you. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> Lars Sullivan was in some porn. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. God. Oh, just when you... Was he fucking a tree? Like, Jesus. Well, okay, so Lars Sullivan, they tried to give him a push, but then he got a major injury. Oh, also, the other participants in this were Nia Jax, Lars Sullivan, the Bellas, Jeff Hardy. I was going to say the Bellas, to be honest with you. Yeah, because the Bellas were going to come back. They were. So the reason the Iconics won at WrestleMania was so that they would lose to the Bellas the night after. I'm also thinking, like, Evolution and stuff like that, where, you know, Nikki Bella gets an automatic title That was last year. I know. That was last year. But the Bells were set to return because of the women's world titles, but 
they didn't. Right. right. They retired. And, and then Jeff, Jeff Hardy, Hardy, I would probably say he was the next one. one. He, uh, I, he got a tag team. He had a, he had a tag team title. So he, had the, he had the tag team titles. Right. He got injured. And, and then he got, got a couple of DUIs. It's yeah. like, okay, I think he deserves it more than Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan just got injured. But, you know, just with all the other problems. But they were really on top of Lars Sullivan. They, I know. I know. Vince McMahon was high. They, can, they cannot release him, though. It would be it would be really bad for them. You know, I don't know. All right, so let's move on here. So the best wrestler that became horrible. I hi I I hi, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm gonna bitch about this. I severely disagree with this bullshit. So so it's the least. I guess if you want to call it the least improved wrestler of the year, but I want to go backwards. I want to say who was good at the beginning of the year now sucks balls. Bray Wyatt is so much better now than what he was at the beginning. We're talking character wise now. As far as the character wise. No, that's it. The only thing he's he's not that much better as a wrestler than when he was before. Yes. No. no yeah, he was. He was. He was better. He's better now in both than he was in the beginning of the year. I disagree with that. I think he was about the same. I see. I think that Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins should have won it. Yeah. Seth Rollins with his twenty-eight stomps that he has to do. Oh my. God. God, like Jesus, can, you, can you stop with the fucking stomps? No, the, no, 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 no. The stomp is fine. Just like no, oh, not. one, no, one stomp, and that should be the end of the match. Not, <laughs> no. not ten. No, you. The stomp sucks. <laughs> it's a hell of a lot better than his weird ass pedigree. Well, he just sucks. So, <laughs> okay. Wait, no, he actually, he actually had a cool um, finisher in NXT. He didn't do the stomp. Oh. No, he did, like, a roll-through powerbomb. It was really cool. I liked uh -huh. it. Well, so anyways, and then, you know, the other people on there, Dolph Ziggler, um, you know, he kind of... He kind of flatlined. He's he kind of flatlined. He, had, he, had, he had moments of really good stuff, like, scattered about the year. I liked his thing with Drew McIntyre. Yeah. I, I actually did. And then he had a really good rivalry with the Miz at the beginning of the year. Right. I can't, I can't say that he should be on here, but he had, he had like sprinkled moments of greatness. And then Braun Strowman, you know, not many, not many people voted for Braun. Right, because I, um, I don't, I don't think he should have been on this list. As well, I mean, Braun Strowman, I think he was more victim of circumstance than anything. Yeah, he was a victim of circumstance. He, he doesn't have any, he doesn't have any depth to his character anymore. Right. He's um. Just, wait. What are we on? Okay. This is number. This is number, number three. three. Okay. So here's number, number four. four. All right. So who won the tag team for no real reason award this year? I am 110 percent agreeing with this. I 110 percent agree with this. They had too. the. Well, why? Why did they have this? Because oh, because then you know Seth Rollins a dual champ. Why do they want a dual champion on Seth Rollins one? Why do they want a champion on Seth Rollins just in general? 62.5 percent of the votes. It was a pretty easy. And then um, Rude and Ziggler were number two, and I have to agree with that. Yeah, the other two. Um, I having, love I love Finn Juice, and I really I, liked I think, Shane and. And Miz. See, I didn't like Shane McMahon and Miz as much as Finn Juice, but there was a reason for those two teams. And also the random. also the WrestleMania match with Shane McMahon and the Miz that was a really good match. I right. think a lot of people gave credence to that. But there was no reason to have Rawls and Strowman. No, there was zero reason. All right, um, this is number five, right? Yes. This okay, is. go ahead. Worst moment of the year. This one is going to be... Uh, this one, I totally 100% agree mm -hmm. with this. Kofi losing the WWE champion in eight seconds. Yep. That 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 pretty much killed this year. People were pissed. And I think Brock, people... Brock Lesnar would... killed this year. <laughs> <sighs> he you killed see, the year of Kofi. He my, killed my, Kofi Kingston's career in if you two get, seconds. If, my here Here's my thing about this, because I did want to go into a discussion, because I saw a lot of people talk about right. this. My problem of this moment was not the fact that Kofi Kingston lost to Brock Lesnar. Honestly, I thought that was the best idea. Right. But it was how quick it was, where Kingston was built up, and he had this title for six months. Right. And then all of a sudden, he loses it to Brock Lesnar in seconds. Now, if Kofi put up, like, a fighting chance, hit a couple of Trouble in Paradises, and like, made it a credible match. This right. could have been a really fun match. It could have been, yes. But it's like, no, seconds. And I think at that point, and honestly, okay, I have to be totally honest, that was the moment that I'm like, oh, WWE fucked up this deal. Fox needs to not re-sign them because right. it's been all downhill since. Yep. And that, they, they, that, wanted, they wanted the moment with Cain Velasquez, which we're going to talk about later. Right. But 
it was just that. Kofi was somebody who went over because of the fans, and if they did this right, he would have been Daniel Bryan, number two. Right, but he they didn't. They they totally screwed. They screwed Kofi. They they did. And I think, well, he's with the tag division now, but, and I think— But, again, that to me is a step backwards. It should not. You know what would have been cool? And this should have been the thing. What if Kofi— during that, because I I heard some murmurings that they were going to have Big E turn on Kofi. Yeah. And go out of the New Day and have him monster push. Right. What if they did that, Brock Lesnar takes advantage, and then Kofi Kingston and Big E start a program, I don't think anybody would have been as pissed off. I don't off. think anyone would have been pissed off at that. No. At all. And even if it was like in seconds where Big E comes in, attacks Kingston, lays him out, Brock Lesnar goes in, F5, 1, 2, 3, boom. That would have been better, right? And I, and then you know, and then, and then you, then that pretty much puts that would pretty much put Biggie on par with Brock Lesnar. It's like, look, I helped you win. I want a title match. But then no, they have to have Kofi and Biggie have a oh, program yeah. at least for a month oh, or absolutely. two. Absolutely. But now because Lesnar is on Raw, it doesn't really matter. But right. um, you know, that could have been done so much better. And how they did it was bad. Um, was I'm surprised. Bad. I'm surprised Brock Lesnar winning Money in the Bank did not. Go, get any more votes than what it was. I know there wasn't. There that was, was weird. Yeah, I mean Brock Lesnar winning Money in the Bank was pretty bad too. I think people liked it because of the Brock party stuff. I'm sorry, I like that. I, I think, loved it. Well, I think the initial win was bad, but then yeah, they they kind of had. It's fun like oh, he's it. having fun with no Brock right. Lesnar. It looked like Brock Lesnar was having fun. It's like they should have had him have this Money in the Bank for a lot longer than what he did. Right. And really did this Brock party even with the belt. How. Fucking cool would that would have been. Boy, how funny. Yeah, yeah that's Oh, come on. Okay, I, I get it. Brock Lesnar is a badass, but, you know, there's a point in time when you're just so badass, you can have fun with it. Right. Have Brock Lesnar have fun. You can tell. He had a big smile on his face. People loved it. Right. It was the most talked about thing, and that's what people wanted right. to see was Brock Lesnar kind of be that goof, maybe not when he's wrestling, right. but, like, Switch it, switch on MMA to having fun, and he's there every week, just right. you know, doing weird dances and shit <laughs> that have been so good. <laughs> All right, well, um, so going off too, uh, you know, there are a couple of other matches that are on here multiple times too. The Hell in the Cell <clears throat> match. I'm surprised world, that has not gotten any votes yet. Famous Hell in the Cell match, um, and then the I wouldn't say it's other... not famous. That's in, it was. Infamous and now. The infamous Undertaker versus Goldberg. There have been a lot of interesting matches this year with WWE. Just a, a, a lot. They've had their highs and lows. Um, you know, it's going to be a very interesting year coming up in 2020 because they really have to step up their game. Right. With, um, you know, we, we talked about it really a lot in the last show. I recommend watching it. Let's not get too much into it. But WWE, a lot of everything here is WWE. And that really says something. I mean, not only because of the exposure, but they made some decisions that were just odd. Right. And see, we're we're at a point in time. It's like, well, it's all WWE. Well, WWE's biggest promotion in the world. They're gonna be in every single award ever. People people for need good to... and for bad reasons. But the other thing too is that a lot of these other wrestling promotions, they haven't said they haven't done anything noteworthy in years. The last right. time I think there was a match that CMLL did that was one of the worst matches of the decade. That almost made my list. Um, was that the yes. um, triple threat tag team match? Yes, that one. Um, yeah, that one. I was actually yeah. thinking about putting... I was actually going to talk to you about that one, because did you actually watch that match? Uh, yeah, I watched it a while ago. Because, it was I mean, bad. like I think like most of them were like in their 70s. Right. It was really, really bad. Right, and that... that I thought about adding that to the list. Was that CMLL? I thought that was triple. No, that was CMLL. I think it was CMLL. Yeah, no, that was CMLL. Yeah. I thought that was AAA for some reason. No, but, um, yeah, that that's... And it's like... Eight, but my, my, point, my point being is that WWE has all the opportunities in the world to make good choices, but they just don't. Right, and they have the money. They have the right. capital that everybody has the eyes on there, and that's right. why, you know, there, there are some different things in there, but, you know, right. when, when you're thinking about of the year, you really have to pick and choose what you do, and based on, like, social media activity, right. on how long people talk about it, that's why CM Punk was in the superstar of the decade. Right. Um, a lot of people were actually pissed off that he was. And it's like, oh, why wasn't Kazuchika Okada? Why wasn't Kenny Omega? 
great choices, but at the same time, CM Punk was gone from WWE for years, and people still clamored for him. Right. He went to UFC, the one of the biggest sellouts in that company's history. Right. It's like you have to realize that he was polarizing. Now, if people were like cheering Kazuchika Okada five years after he leaves New Japan, right. that's one thing. Consistently, yes, great. But at the same time, this has been the super rise of New Japan. Maybe next year we'll see Okada in Superstar of the Year. Right. So, anyways, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to go through the other five awards for the year. And uh, we'll see you on the other side of the break. Yep. Here is part number two for the worst of pro wrestling of the year and the decade. Peanut Gallery's really taking the reins yep. on this. So without further ado, go ahead. 
All right, so the first one is Great Wrestlers Who Never Got TV Time Award this year. Now, see, this award didn't get as many votes as I was hoping. Um, Technically, it's still open. It still has two hours, but right. we're talking about but it, so it doesn't matter. We're talking about it now, so it doesn't matter at this point. But the two choices are interesting, EC3 and Luke Harper. So the four were EC3, Luke Harper, Apollo Crews, Eric Young. All people who definitely deserve it. I yep. think... EC3. I think all four of them deserve deserve TV time. But oh, yeah. EC3. At least Luke Harper got a little bit this year, but he didn't get as much showcase of his talents. Right. Not like Eric Rowan. They really pushed Eric Rowan more than they pushed Luke Harper. Right. Well, I, th I think I think Eric Rowan wasn't as dissatisfied with his push because I think um, Luke Harper had more of a name state going into right. WWE than um, Eric Rowan. Right. Eric Rowan just came into his own this year. Eric Rowan's been... Awesome, but um, you know EC three, um, great EC, athlete. EC EC three was my choice in right. this. It, absolutely, this guy was like top of the heap, cream of the crop, pulling right. off great matches with like Sting, Kurt Angle. He had great matches in Impact. NXT. Yeah, and in Impact as well. He really he was like he was like the cornerstone of the revival of Impact Wrestling yeah. for a while. People loved him, and I think that is great. That's great, but it's just wasted talent. It was wasted talent, and I'm hoping he comes back soon. With, he has a concussion, so uh, I don't know how. Yeah, you know, same with Apollo Cruz, Eric Young. I think he's on his way out. But... Yeah, but he's he's older though, right. so I think he's going to be retired. He's doing a lot of fantasy, um, hockey, and football stuff now. Right. So. Um, at least he has a fallback career. Right. So let's move on to the next award then, the Talentless Less Wrestlers <sighs> Major Pushes Award this I, year. I, I agree with this choice. I don't. I think Baron Corbin. I'm sorry. Well, Baron Corbin is a great choice. Lacey Evans, I think, is a mm. better choice. I don't know. She has she has the character. She's really starting to come into her she, own she now. She doesn't have character, though. Yeah, she, she does. She doesn't. Yeah. What's her character? The Nasties? Yes. It's over. It's not. It is. No. <laughs> it's okay. not. No um, one cares. No, the Iconics were more of like, okay, you're just annoying Australians who are hot, and you should get off my screen now. And Shane McMahon, I'm at least going to have to give Shane McMahon a credit where credit is due, is that... He was pulling off stuff that nobody saw coming. He's doing shooting star presses for God's sake. But he he was pushed at the expense of more talented wrestlers. He's pu he, he was pushing He's not even a wrestler. He doesn't he was, have he was, any talent. He was pushed in he the expense talent, of younger not, people. Right. If this is if this was like circa nineteen ninety eight Shane McMahon, then maybe this would have been fine. Right, but not circa fifty year old Shane McMahon who oh, yeah. who can't do a match worth shit. Um, you know, Baron Corbin, he doesn't have a great character. Even as King Corbin, it's not very good. It's not very over. But you know, Lacey Evans is she? She's not. She no. was called up way too. Oh, soon. she was. She was called up way too soon. Don't get me wrong, and she's improving tremendously. But she should have stayed on NXT. Hey, for you know what? Year. Trish Stratus wasn't great up until like the last five years of her career. So you can I, eat my I, dick. I understand <laughs> that, but we're talking about. 20 years ago versus today. There's a little bit of a higher standard. Oh, absolutely. And would you rather watch Lacey Evans or New Japan Pro Wrestling? <sighs> this is true. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Booker, um, why did this Booker push this person of the year? Seth Rollins ran with it. Thank oh, God. Of course. Yeah. Why? Why? Why did the Booker push this? And then second place, of course, was Baron Corbin. And then so, Shane. Yep. So. And then so, Lacey Evans got no votes out of that. Okay. Now, that doesn't make any sense to me. Well, see, Lacey Evans, I. I see, that's a good question. So I don't know, because earlier this year, Lacey Evans was in a program with Becky Lynch. She wasn't, she didn't fit very well into that program right. at all but she made the most of where she was um now going now coming into 2020 i think she's in a little bit better position because she's kind of used to the spot now and there's it, still some growing pains but with see that. The, the thing is with Lacey evans that i really appreciated was that she got over with the crowd right. people respond to Lacey evans that's true people don't respond to baron corbin that's why I thought Baron Corbin should have been the talentless wrestler that got a major push because Lacey Evans at least gets a crowd reaction and she's improving in the ring. Lacey Evans was never bad. Well, she was she was mediocre where the standard is a much higher. Baron Corbin was better when he was in NXT. Yes. And then he became hot garbage because he barely wrestled and he was just but so grating. They they put him in the storylines where he loses in the end. Right. 
not not necessarily losing every match, but God, they're putting him through a they're putting him through a cheese grater. And then and people are wondering why he doesn't get over yet because he's not winning anything. He, and, he and wins also, he wins he wins the battles. He doesn't win the war. Right, and also you know those types of storylines he's put into are just God. You don't see dog food on NXT. You know why? Because nobody gives a. Fuck. It's stupid. It's stupid on paper. It's stupid here. The only time when... Now, okay, here's here's my thing. Embarrassing somebody called the big dog with the dog food is not terrible. Because but, it's, it is humiliating. But, it is, the segment itself was fine, but the house show thing, the loser eats dog food, that's like a kiss my ass match. But it's... It's, it's gonna go... Mean, it's gonna go over like a fart in church. It's a horrid, and Baron Corbin, he he does, he needs to improve talent-wise, but he has potential. Right. He's a big guy. He he's, moves he's, very well. He's imposing. He has an attitude. He has, he has, he has a presence he about him, too. He has a presence. And you see, the thing was, is that if he was like the, if he was like just the, he didn't have to be a so-called badass. You see, the thing was, the, here's my thing here. The King of the Ring thing could work. We've seen it. Booker T did it. Right. And it got him to a world champion. The thing is, is that if if they want to have Baron Corbin as a serious contender, as soon as he won King of the Ring, he should have been an unstoppable monster. And not, Where, call, him, not call him King Corbin, but have him go back well, no, to... King, King Booker is fine. I like King Corbin. That's fine. I don't like it. I do. I, I think that he should have gone back, maybe even to Lone Wolf, because that's where he got he improved a lot. That's his character, right? His character, but now he has all his little buddy buddies, and that's fine. Actually, I like it. I no, don't like he it. he I... needs he needs he needs he needs a court jester thing. I like this shit eating heel. I think I think <sighs> now and I think now starting to click because okay, King Booker had William Regal, Finlay. He had people that did his dirty work against like a Batista and. You know, Booker T looked like a million bucks. But they can, they, they, the they problem. can, they can do this. They have Dolph Ziggler, Robert Root is out right now, but they can do this. And I think Baron Corbin they're is not, they're not doing it correctly. That's my point. The point I'm trying to because make... because Roman Reigns still looks powerful. Roman Reigns should not get anything over on Baron Corbin up until maybe like the last little bit. But again. That's the problem, is they're not booking it correctly. Right. And now it's falling flat. The thing, the thing now, is, King Corbin has the potential to be the coolest thing. Right. Let's actually talk about, like, the the actual winner, Seth Rollins. I don't want to talk about Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins has been... Now, Seth Rollins has been put through a ringer. Okay, let's, so here, let's here's... Be, let's be honest. Seth the Rollins... Start, the start of the year, fine. Right. He won, King of the, he won the Royal Rumble, which was the right move. Yep. He beat Brock Lesnar, which was the right move at the time. Yep. But the thing is, is that they continue to put him in matches that didn't make sense. Like and also, Corbin. and also the thing is, and I'm I'm going to narc on this at every point I get because it's something that has right. to. They continue to have the champions wrestle on every single show. No. No, 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 and no, you, no. And all you fucking marks who think, oh, but I want a fighting champion. World champions should not wrestle on a, on a regular do you know why? Show. Do you know why they keep putting the fucking WWE champion Brock Lesnar? Because he only comes around when the champion is on the what? line. And guess what? Outside of the wrestling world, that champion has prestige because of it. Yep. Still over. Yep. He's still over. Yep. You know, you people are like, oh, I hate Brock Lesnar. Yo, Listen no, to the you. crowd. Listen to the people chants. Listen to the response it, that Brock Lesnar right. gets. He feels like the man. Right. Seth Rollins was wrestling on regular shows. That's where you lose it. Seth Rollins can be there. AJ Styles, okay, perfect example okay. of current. AJ Styles was on there every show, but he did not wrestle every SmackDown Live. Right. He wrestled when it was necessary. He wasn't in tag team matches. He wasn't doing that. He was just there. Right. And and putting Seth Rollins in and you know Seth Rollins, he's he's fine. He's a good workhorse, but he shouldn't get a a prestigious title if you want to keep him around. Heel Seth Rollins, I love. I love it. I love it. Oh yeah, that's great. Him with AOP, perfect. 
You have two brooding guys in suits. They look like fucking. And then when Seth Rollins, they look like yeah. bouncers. And then he's like, "Oh, I'm in a black coat." It's like, yes, yes. This is the Seth Rollins right. I want. Like when Seth, I think, I think it's the Seth Rollins that everybody wants. Right. Like when Seth Rollins was the shit eating heel with um J and J security. I loved that Seth Rollins. Right. And then he only wrestles at pay per views, and he just looks like the biggest badass ever. And it's like that's why. Right. So, um, Seth Rollins has the potential, but also Becky Lynch needs to get him off Twitter because he is really obnoxious. I know that's why it was that's why it was one of the choices on why he's pitching. It's like, oh, why is he still booked like this? He literally was on Twitter saying, "Oh, I make more money than you. That means I'm better than you." No one cares. Money's not everything. Right. It's not everything. It's like, oh, you're talking to Will Osprey, who constantly puts on. Better Five matches star you. matches, and you know it. Yeah, and you know he produces better matches than you ever hope to. And that's why I think I soured on Seth Rollins more than anything. God, Seth, that's why I hate Seth Rollins. And now, now here, here he's, is he's kind of a bitch. I and, don't like him. Right. And now here, here is with um, uh, leading to more Seth Rollins. Uh, uh, yes. No, who no, thought no, this? That's, that, that, that's my turn. My turn to talk. Who thought this was a good idea? Award goes to. It actually is a split. The Rise of Shane and the Rise of Rollins. The Rise two, of Shane. The, the, my, the two, my two least favorite storylines of the year tied. Yep. Um, a my lot of two. people, and actually there were, there were some actual votes for Fighter Fest. I thought that was weird. Well, Fighter Fest, I think, was the low points in the AEW starting. And Hell in a Cell got none. Which is weird. That's super weird. Which is weird. But Rise of Shane... And Rise of Rollins, the two, I mean, Rise of Shane, Rise of Rollins, and I think the Rise of Corbin probably are, are my three, my three trifecta of the, my least favorite WWE storylines this year. There we go, people, you got your AEW, leave us alone. <laughs> God, yeah, you got one AEW um, but Yes, uh, I think the Rise of Shane was worse just for the sole fact of how old he was and... And the fact that he actually is not trained as a wrestler, and right. he is pushed on so hard at the beginning of the it year. Was, it was rough. At least Rollins was a worker who did constantly good stuff, at least I can give him that credit. But again, his stomp sucks. He kind of he, he didn't he didn't improve very much. Let's no, he way. he's kind of stayed stagnant, and he's it's like, like okay, well, who who is he booked with? Baron Corbin for free pay per views. Oh it's kind of God. That's that's kind of a it's death nail. it's it's kind of hard to fight back from that. Right. It's like oh, if Seth Rollins was booked with like AJ Styles for the Universal Champion, nobody would have complained about that. No, but he was. Seth Rollins versus Kofi Kingston. Nobody would have complained about that. No. no, it's it wasn't Seth Rollins himself. It was the people that he was booked with. Right. That's where you lost plot. And then also at the beginning of the year, they really pushed the Seth Rollins Becky Lynch with where Becky Lynch white hot overshadowed Rollins, which made him look like you know the guy on the leash right. exactly. And and again, that's not that's not something I think that should have happened because I think it really cooled down um, Becky Lynch as well. I think it cooled down. I think it cooled down both of them. I think it is, did. Oh, okay. We have one more. Yeah. Uh, nope. That is. Uh, no. Oh, this, yeah, is, that is this is this is of the year. Yep. No, okay. you're thinking you're thinking about the next one. Yep, I am. All right. So our final our final one is the worst match of the year award, mm. and it was a tie between Goldberg versus Undertaker and Lesnar versus Velasquez. I'm going to agree. Those two were probably on top of I'm I'm going to say, just for the sole fact that Velasquez was injured, Goldberg versus Undertaker. But here's the problem with Lesnar versus Velasquez. They they hyped that up so much that you thought, oh my god, this might be better than the fucking UFC match they had. Nope. Okay, I, I and, and it might have you know obviously that was they won a better match, but obviously that was because he was injured. But it didn't make the match look if, good. If and he was think, if he was if he was injured, you do not put him on television. Right. They they shouldn't have done that, but they did that because they were in Saudi Arabia. The other thing too is that I think that Lesnar versus Velasquez has the potential to be a good match. Yes. But we want to wait for Lesnar to. Velasquez to be healthy. Yeah, Velasquez to be healthy. Which, to what I've heard, is that his um, recovery is doing better than expected. He actually might be back around time for Royal Rumble. Which is great. If they have him win the Royal Rumble... Whoa, that'd be, that'd be really... That'd not be good. I, I, no. I don't know. 
That that is that is in talks. Ugh. No, that actually is. It's either going to be Velasquez, Roman Reigns, or um, I think the other person they had on there was I'd like to say Kevin Owens, but I'm not hundred percent. I heard Kevin Owens, and I'd be okay I, with that. I heard Kevin Owens. I'd be okay with Kevin. I don't want. I would. I would rather see Brock Lesnar versus Kevin Owens. Yeah. For the WWE champion, I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised that Rollins and Wyatt at Hell in a Cell got as low as it did. Well, that's because there were three matches, obviously, on here that were worse. Uh, but, but Strowman but, but, versus Fury, that match they promoted like nobody's business. Right. But actually, no, that, 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 match, match, that match I thought was better than I expected it to be. That match ended like a fart in a mosque. <laughs> Jesus. Um, no, Goldberg, Goldberg versus... They have churches there. Oh, I know. Well, if they did, it would be Bird. Goldberg versus Undertaker was my choice. Absolutely. And I'm only going to put this over top of Lesnar and Velasquez because not only of the botches, it's because of how dangerous they were. Um, you know, Goldberg getting knocked out after trying to spear Undertaker. The tombstone where Undertaker accidentally dropped Goldberg on his head, almost breaking his neck, to the jackhammer where Undertaker visibly just landed on his head. It's like three times they could have been paralyzed. Yeah. That's where I had a problem and with that it. was dangerous. And, and you got two older guys that obviously can't. And I think that this was the pay-per-view where there was, Vince, there was a There was a way to do this. this. I think there were, this was the pay-per-view where Vince is like, look, we can't have this happen anymore. So that's why they didn't do it the next pay-per-view. They brought in people from outside. They brought in Tyson Fury. They brought in Cain Velasquez. Right. Because they didn't want... Wait, did, this have, did, did Goldberg and Undertaker happen the same year? No. Well, it happened the same year. It happened at the um, first Saudi pay-per-view, though. Oh, that's right. There were two. Yes. What was the first one? Oh, Super, so Super Showdown. Yes. Okay, there we go. That's right. They do two shows a year there. Right. So, anyways, I think that's going to be it. When we come back, we are going to go through the Decade Worst of the Decade Awards. Oh, yeah. That's probably going to be the longest part. All right.
All right, here we go. Waiting for Peanut Gallery to finish his wine. All right, we're back. We're going to do the worst of the decade. All right, so let's start with the first one. The worst wrestler of the decade, Alex Riley. It was um, a thing between Alex Riley, Eva Marie, Garrett Bischoff, or Ezekiel Jackson. So Ezekiel Jackson was Thank kind God. of a long shot. Ezekiel Jackson, is he's, he's okay, but the problem is, is they booked him to be the last ECW champion earlier this decade, right. which put a bad taste, I think, in a lot of people's mouths. Mine, well, clearly not, because he got 0% of the vote. That's true. Mine was Eva Marie. I, mine was Alex Riley. I think Alex Riley got... Well, I think Alex. I think part of Alex Riley's problem was bad booking, and he obviously wasn't ready. Yeah, he was not ready for the spotlight. Yep. Eva Marie was just garbage. She had no intention on getting any better, and you can tell. Yeah, she and, and she obviously had no character too. There's right. None. She was just there because of Total Divas. Right. That was it, and that's that's why that's why I chose her. Right. All right. So I was surprised about this next one. So, the worst promotion of the decade, by a long shot. 66.7% of the vote. GFW. I can't. I have to agree with them. I go, I, the, the choices, I that too. The choices were um, WWE, CW, GFW, TNA, not Impact Wrestling, TNA, and Lucha Underground. Um... So no one chose. So I'm gonna I'm gonna explain to you everyone why Lucha Underground is on there. Yeah, there were a lot of people who were confused about that too. So here's the thing about Lucha Underground. If you don't know about Lucha Underground's contracts, the contracts stipulate that wrestlers cannot perform anywhere per per their contract. They cannot perform anywhere where they're they're on TV. So that resulted in a lot of these stars coming into Lucha Underground, but they're only staying for one season. They don't want to be stuck in a contract like that for a year because otherwise they can't perform anywhere where it's going to be televised or recorded. Yeah, the um, uh, King, King Cuerno actually sued them over that too. Right. And I think there's a class action going on and, right now. And there are other wrestlers. I mean, that's why the turnover with this promotion was so high. You get one crop of people and then they're like, all right, we're all leaving because we can't be on TV and you're just taking away our jobs for like eight months. I don't know. I mean, there were, there were some people who wrestled there longer like uh, Prince Puma because that's where he went from when he was in w, uh, before he went to WWE. Right. But the, the the reason I put Lucha Underground was not because of the quality of the content. I thought the content was great. The matches, I don't like blood and guts, so I don't like the matches. I don't like I didn't like most of the matches very much um, just because I don't like the blood and guts and stuff. I think I think but how the I, problem was because it was so unfriendly to the wrestlers. I'm glad they're shut down. Right. Um, and if they ever come back up, they have to redo their entire contract. Well, I think I think now they don't have much of a choice. Uh, they, yeah. Otherwise, no one's going to work for them. You're never going to see any of your favorite wrestlers because they are never going to sign up with a promotion like that. Right. If I was a wrestler, I'd rather go to Impact Wrestling than go to Lucha Underground. At least they're on, at least they have a more consistent filming schedule. Right. I can work other places. Um I I one thing I loved about Lucha Underground was that it felt so different and it, that was intentional. They're like this is a television show first and foremost. Right. So like the mysticism, the tradition, the killing and stuff, it felt like it felt like a like when you talk to a non-wrestler of what they think pro wrestling is, that's what Lucha Underground was and I loved it. And I see a lot of that now today with um, NWA. I think they've taken a lot of elements from that you know, in front of a television right. audience like that. And then, you know, uh, WWE, CW, I'm going to defend it because at first I liked it. But then it just became another brand. It, 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 yes. only, it, it didn't last very long. What I liked about it is they killed it off, and they came up with yep. something so much better. And, you know, they tried to do something what NXT was with the um, new star thing. With, you know, they that's how, you know, Evan Bourne, Kofi Kingston – um. Uh. Oh God. What was the other guy's name? There was another one who was like who came in because of the ECW um, talent thing. Right. There were a lot of them. Right. No, there were some infamous ones like Braden Walker. But you know, you had you know Kofi Kingston, Evan Bourne. Fuck, I can't remember the other person. There was another person. Now I've like I've totally drawn a blank. Anyway. I don't know. Well, those are the two that are like mega huge. Right. 
Um, but you um, know, you know John, John Morrison went through there. there. CM Punk went through there. There were a lot of big stars that went through that ECW. If they kept it that nitty gritty, you know, big hole in a wall, bring in new people right. on a smaller stage like what they did with NXT, ECW still would have been a thing. Right. But um, so you know, by and large, GFW. Easily, we, we we don't need if you if you're a wrestling fan, we don't need so, to explain so to you what from uh, from taking credit for Wrestle Kingdom, Kingdom by the way, to, to, to oh don't forget about selling that scam cash for gold. Yes, thing. I was just gonna say something like that. I was just gonna say that, and yo, know, I'm I'm glad that Jeff Jarrett is clean. Don't get me wrong, but GF and GFW had the potential, and I feel like if. GFW Impact Wrestling was a thing, we wouldn't have had this discussion at all. Right, but it, it wasn't. Right, because also Anthem are fucking morons because we're like, oh, let's put, let's rebrand everything GFW without making sure we have the fucking licensing to it. I'm sorry, that's, it's not baby's first business here, people. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, point being is if you're interested in learning more about Lucha Underground, their contracts, and why wrestlers didn't like it, um, do some research. But that's why Lucha Underground was do some there. Do some research on all of them. Yeah. It's incredibly fascinating. It is. Um, but, watch, and also, if you want to slit your wrists, you know, watch any of the Alex Riley, Eva Marie, Garrett Bischoff, Ezekiel Jackson matches, too. <laughs> right. well, speaking of slitting our throats, let's look at. Uh, you said wrists, right? Anyways. Yes. So, what was the. Worst wrestling storyline or angle of the decade. So here are the four choices. Uh, Jimmy Superfly Snuka praises a hero after the allegations. WWE in Saudi Arabia. Um, the Warrior Award bastardization. And the Dean Ambrose heel churn the night of Roman Reigns' leukemia announcement. Right. So let's talk about the Warrior Award, though. So the Warrior Award was intended to be an award for backstage employees, referees, people who worked... Backstage. There was only there was only once they got this yes, right. There was only one person. Um, that one person that, that one woman who right. um that, that one woman, woman I can't remember her name off the top of my head. It was Sarah something or another. Right. Who who not only was a longtime employee of WWE, but she was the person who partnered up with Make a Witch, which right. is a huge endorsement right. for both. So so the point being is that then they turned it into like oh unsung heroes kind of thing, and then they awarded to random people that we don't know or care about. And we want to see a Warrior Award be awarded to people who actually worked for the company and contributed to the freaking company, just like the Warrior said. Don't turn it into your personal fucking charity case. Right, and, and the, the fact, fact that Dana Warrior is a part of this as well oh is just God. as it's it's egregious. Why? Why is she even involved? I know it's all. And about, also, and also, all she what cares I about to fucking green money. And right? also, I think um part it's because you know Warrior owns everything about the Ultimate Warrior, so when he passed away, she owns the rights to that, and I think she saw the you know honestly it is about money. It's right. it's but, honestly but, whatever at this point. Right. But, I think you know, she's a great. The warrior's the rolling in his fucking grave, Dana. Let's, let's get, get our shit together. together. Let's Sorry, actually yeah, hear what he said. Right. Let's hey Vince. You know why don't you stop? No, I'm I'm no 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 no. I I'm blaming Dana solely for this. She has the rights to everything Ultimate Warrior, and she she was a person who made this bastardization because she knew that she could make money on it. No. Oh, okay. Yes. Now I see. So Ultimate. All if. It, <laughs> I here here is here is my recommendation for everyone in WWE and Dana Warrior. Well, one Dana Warrior slayer wrist. Number two, watch your husband's speech from when he was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, and he told you for fucking Batum what he wanted this award to be. He wanted the people who make the music, the people who do the costume designs, the people who do the production. He wanted them to be appreciated for their work. You got it right once this entire Time. The the other the other is just you're just bastard. Unacceptable. You're all you're just in it for the money. Oh, speaking of being in the money, let's talk about the actual winner, WWE in Saudi Arabia. Yes. Need we say more about how much you, this McMahon loves his money? You cannot say anything. How? 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 <laughs> how do you justify it? How Susan G. Coleman and any of these people? 
still stay in bed with WWE with this relationship is mind-boggling. Right, when Vince McMahon is obviously ramming it with the Prince of Saudi Arabia. I'm surprised that the Prince of Saudi Arabia doesn't go for the fucking WWE champion at this point. seriously. Um, I mean, they had, they've had really good moments in this. I think the production is amazing and it's fine, but it just, it feels gross. It's, and especially with the Jamal Khashoggi thing, that just made it even worse. Yeah, that and, you know, women's rights just being blah, blah, blah. Sami Zayn can't go because he's, you know, Syrian and descent and he's very proud about it. It's rough. Um, the Jimmy Superfly Snuka thing, I would highly recommend looking up the Nancy Argentino case with Jimmy Superfly Snuka to get um, a full grip of what this was. Basically, they found, um, Jimmy found her dead uh, for 30 years after he was never acquitted up until I think like a year and a half before he died. So, And then after he died, they're praising him as a hero. And it's like, okay, he wasn't technically... Um, he wasn't technically convicted of right, but that's like that's like making a hero out of O.J. Simpson. Right. That it's kind of it kind of feels wrong. It, it is wrong. It, it feels wrong. wrong. It looks wrong. It feels gross. I'm sorry. And then Dean Ambrose's heel turn, that was it's it's not the Dean Ambrose turned heel, but it was on a very it was just bad circumstances. Right. It was bad. The Dean Ambrose heel turn I liked, it was just the night. If they did this, like, a week after, it's fine, whatever, but no, it had to be that night. Yeah. Um, and then also, uh, did you listen to the Talk is Jericho with John Moxley about what this was? Um, everything that surrounded this rivalry, almost, and Dean Ambrose fought this tooth and nail. Was about, was about the leukemia. Right, it's like, oh, um, you know, Roman Reigns got cancer, but I'm gonna kill your career. I'm like, that's justice. And he didn't even say the worst line. No, at all. Yeah, He's I like, know. I'm not. I'm never going to utter it. I heard it, and I was so appalled that I left that night. And at that point, I'm like, it has to be that disgusting. Like you, that is so tone deaf. Yeah, and and that's why he left. That that literally is why he left. Right, and that, it's that just kind of killed. Though these storylines and angles just make me angry. I mean, people are gonna be like, "Oh, he's gonna return." Uh, John Moxley. Is he will never return to that company. To the WWE. He was offered. Ever. He was offered so much money to stay, and he's like, "Nope, nope." All right, worst match of the decade. Uh, this would these were the choices for y'all. All right, DX versus Brothers of Destruction. At Crown Jewel. Sting versus Jeff Hardy at Victory Road. John Cena versus Michael Cole and Goldberg versus Undertaker. Ran with it. Goldberg versus Undertaker. Oh, my God. This one was hard for me because, honestly, if Goldberg and Undertaker did not happen, no, if that did not happen, Sting versus Jeff Hardy would have just because of how un- Unbelievably trash Jeff Hardy was. Oh my god, that that was he shouldn't have gone out. It was a scary. The, the, the one thing I hated was it was a scary situation that could have been avoided. Right. At least with Goldberg versus Undertaker, they were healthy going into the match. But Sting versus Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy, he was swaying back and forth. The referee put up the X. They could have done something, but they didn't. It's like right. Jeff Hardy, in that condition, they let him out there, and it's dangerous for him, it's dangerous for the referee, it's dangerous for the fans, it was dangerous for Sting. It could have gone so terribly, unbelievably wrong. Right. It's unacceptable. Right. So, um, then need I say more about Goldberg versus Undertaker? I think we kind of... You know, they both almost got hurt. It had the potential to be, I mean, at least a good match. Right, but it wasn't. No. It, it went too. It went too long. They all got hurt. Seventy-two point seven percent of the vote says nothing wrong. Um, Brothers of Destruction versus DX. I was surprised that match did not get any worse. Yeah. Um, I thought I was surprised that didn't get any votes. Yeah. I guess uh, John Cena and Michael Cole was worse, but um, that match itself, you know, uh, Triple H tearing his pec like two minutes into a thirty-minute match. Uh, I at least I have to give him credit that he did. Wrestle that whole match. He he he's been known for wrestling through injuries. So. Oh yeah. Um. The fact that Shawn Michaels came back and, uh, you know, despite the fact that he said I'll never wrestle again, I'll never wrestle again. You know, here's some here's a ton of money. All right, I'll wrestle again. Again, so that blood money. God damn. And it was just blood money will take people out of retirement. It was just rough. I wonder. I, I wonder if blood money will put Chris Jericho. I mean, not Chris Jericho. Chris Benoit from the grave. <laughs> put him in the Hall of Fame. 
<laughs> that would be bad. And finally, this is the last one. Uh, the worst storyline of the decade. Now, I did say the worst storyline slash angle of the decade, but this is like storyline, storyline. So it's um, uh, Team PCB versus Team Bad versus Team Bellas, Bree versus Nikki Bella, uh, Tedis O'Neal versus Darren Young, and then Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton around WrestleMania. Uh, PCB, Bad, and Bellas ran with it 100% of the votes. I have to agree with them 100%. Oh, yes. And um, if you don't know, the the premise of the storyline, I think, really talked... It, it, I think it came out during the Twilight era where everyone was obsessed with Team X versus Team Y kind of thing. Right. They ran with it, but none of those women did it very well. No. It was awful. Right. Um, the I, fact I don't have a lot to say about it because I try and I try and keep it away from my mind. The, the fact, fact that, that um, they had to change the name of PCB uh, from soror the submission sorority, which was a porn group, and the porn group actually thanked WWE for the publicity. <laughs> Did you not realize that? No, I, I yeah, no, they were called the submission sorority or something like that. Um, and also the fact that you took. Three of the hottest women in all of pro wrestling, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, and um, Sasha Banks at the time. Um, you know, with Paige and at least with Naomi to a point, and bastardize them to this instead of having separate rivalries. That's where they fucked up royally, and I think that's why this was the worst storyline of the decade, 100%. Because it wasn't way too convoluted. It wasn't well thought out, and and none of the and half the women they were either bad. They were just bad, or they had no charisma, or they were called up too soon. Right. Who's who's called up too soon? Well, I do think that, especially at the beginning, a couple of the wrestlers call up from NXT, I think they they could have done another year there, but they were putting this bad of a storyline, so they were able to No, 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 no. I think all three of these women were ready to, for the call-up, but it's like, oh, have Charlotte face Nikki Bella, get the belt off of her and have her face Paige and whatever, and also, all of this led with... Um, uh, the thing with Paige and Charlotte, where oh, your brother did not as have did not have as much fight. Oh, that's right. They mentioned his brother. They mentioned Charlotte's brother too, who died of an overdose, like uh, not even a year before. And then uh, Paige is like, your brother, your little baby brother, didn't have much fight in him, didn't he? It's like, what the fuck was that? That wow. You're trying to you're trying to get heat for a storyline, and you do that. Right. There's like a line. Hey, it could be worse. I mean, Brie told Nikki Bella that he she should have died in, uh, right she wishes she would have died in the womb and i think i think a lot of people wouldn't have been as pissed off about that line if um the mother and rick flair were you know they asked permission to do that oh yeah that's where it had a sour taste because you could do story stuff fine right we've seen it and we've seen it well but you can tell that they're in on it right now if you know the brian pillman interview um the melanie pillman interview the day after she found out that fucking brian pillman died was on this that would have been the most tasteless thing right. ever but <laughs> but just that line was so bad luckily they saved all three women yeah and they're fine now they're great but at the same time this had to be the worst storyline of the decade i have to agree with it um, with that being said, uh, Peanut Gallery, what are you excited for come uh, Wrestle King or not Wrestle Kingdom, come the new decade and the new year? Uh, what are you looking forward to based on storylines that you can see in the future? I'm looking forward to better stuff from WWE, which will never happen. Yes, because it was WWE dominant on this. Um, you know, let's see like, how many bad awards they get in 2020. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys for watching. Thank you for the great year and the great decade for the Majestic Productions and the Pro Wrestling Zone channel. We're going to be hopefully doing some uh, a watch party for Wrestle Kingdom. So if you want to join that up, I think it's like $20. But not only do you get to watch Wrestle Kingdom in its entirety. You get to watch it. Yes, you get to watch it with us. We have to do it private so we don't get flagged down. But... You can watch it. Not only that one, but you get to watch Hard to Kill. You get to watch the Royal Rumble. You get to watch um, the MLW shows we're going to start doing. All of that. 20 bucks a month. That's a steal within and of itself. Oh, and then also in early February, 
Impact's coming to Vegas. We're going to all three. We're going to all three shows. There won't be any spoilers because they're all TV tapings, but we are going to discuss that um, on our next show as well. So, well, not the next show. Not, not the next show. February, like the the show after the February. It's tapings. like February seventh through the ninth. Right. So uh, we all get those tickets and we'll be there. We'll probably do like uh, some pictures and shit. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Well, thank you very much. Uh, become a patron and follow us on social media. Follow and share. And as always, be majestic. Thank you for listening to the Pro Wrestling Zone Podcast, a Majestic production. If you enjoyed this program, feel free to follow us on all social media platforms. Links in the description section of wherever you're watching this. We are on all channels. We will be doing this once at least a week. And we will let you know when we go live. Also, if you want to support us further and get great exclusive content, including watch parties, merchandise, signings, and any and all future shows, become a patron today at patreon.com forward slash majestic P. That again is patreon.com forward slash majestic P. Thank you guys for watching. Enjoy the rest of your day, evening, or morning. And as always, be majestic. <laughs>